0: Hey everyone, it's Wednesday, October the 15th 2014, here at giddyreader.com. My name is Michael and I'm going to bring you up to date on some of the latest happening in the e-reader and e-book industry. Uh, first of all, company near and dear to our hearts, Kobo has announced that they're going to exclusively focus on e-readers and apps. They're not looking to make any new tablets. So, if you're a fan of their their tablet line it launched in 2011, with the advent of the Kobo Vox. And they published follow-ups such as the Kobo Arc and then the Kobo Arc 7 and the Kobo Arc 10 HD. Uh, Two of these tablets, the HD line is in stores such as Chapters and Indigo in Canada and abroad in Europe and the United Kingdom. Uh, Kobo CEO Michael Tamblin verified the exit of the tablet market by confirming the tablet devices we already have out there will continue to be sold. But we're not looking at this point planning any new tablets so you know, uh, Kobo, I think, is on to a good thing right now. Uh, the H2O e-reader had the highest rate of pre-orders of any other Kobo device in history. And they scored a major coup uh, earlier this year when they took over the Sony e-book business. Uh, they got over 25,000 new customers into the fold who had Sony e-readers and whose store has been updated to access the Kobo e store. So... Kobo said that they're focusing on their e-readers as well as their apps for iOS and Android. So hopefully in the next few months, we'll see more of a streamlined and more of a refined process. If you live in New York, you might be able to get your next Kindle e-reader at a physical store. Amazon is planning on opening up a store on 34th Street in Manhattan across the street from the Empire State Building just in time for the holiday season. They have started pop-up stores in the past. They're actually planning um, more of them in California this year, uh, but in 2013, they ran one to San Francisco, and then over the course of summer 2014, they took the show on the road to China and opened up a series of locations in shanghai and beijing if you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere and a lot of eyes and media is going to be focused on amazon they say it's going to be a warehouse with limited inventory whether it's a store where you can just walk into and check out the kindle fire uh, you know tablets uh, the voyage e-reader fire tv and any of the number of amazon current devices you'll be able to uh, check that out Okay, so the big story, I guess, of the last few weeks has been Adobe Gate. And this has to do with ebook security and Adobe Digital Editions. If you've ever borrowed a book from a library or purchased an ebook from one ebook store and want to load it onto your e reader, you're probably familiar with Adobe Digital Editions. It's Critical. If you have a, like a Kindle or a Nook or a Kobo or any other pocketbook and, and whatnot, in order to borrow a book from the library, you need Adobe Digital Editions to verify your purchase and then actually send that title to your device. Now, when you when you add a book to your Adobe Di- uh, D- Digital Edition library. A number of data gets sent to Adobe. This includes your user ID, device IP, IP address, how long it took you to complete the book if you finished, and a percentage of the book read. Except one of the big problems with this is that all this data is being sent to adobe in plain text so it's not actually being encrypted and it's not very hard in order to decipher someone's reading habits uh in an era where everyone's really concerned with big brother looking over our shoulder the nsa uh monitoring uh everything internet traffic it's safe to say that anybody monitoring internet traffic can really get a sense of someone's reading habits. And if that person is under investigation, if you can find out what their reading habits are, you could really know someone. Uh, it is important to know what exactly is, is transpiring when ebook information is sent to Adobe. Many media outlets are incorrectly reporting that all EPUB and PDF books on your computer are being scanned and sent to Adobe. The only books that are being sent to Adobe in terms of the metadata and underlying information is books that you actually physically import into Adobe Digital Editions. Now, libraries stand the most to lose uh, from this firestorm, uh, chiefly because if you have a smartphone or tablet chances are you might have the 3m cloud library the overdrive app or access 360 from baker and taylor on your smartphone tablet uh you just do with all within an app but if you have like an e-reader there's no apps uh the sony line of e-readers are actually the only e-readers out there that actually have a built-in overdrive app so you actually don't need like a third-party program but everything else you do and this is resulting in a lot of informa- like a lot of people saying you know giving their disdain uh, sending this information in plain text undermines decades of efforts by libraries and bookstores to protect the privacy of their patrons and customers I uh, said uh, Cor- Corrine McShury of the Electronic Frontier Foundation. People expect and deserve that their reading habits remain private, and libraries closely guard the confidentiality of libraries and users' records, said ALA President Courtney Young. The Inc- the unencrypted online transmission of library reader data is not only erogenous, it sidesteps state laws around the country that protects the privacy of library reading records. Further, this affects more than library users. It's a gross violation of all users of Adobe Digital Editions 4. So Adobe basically said that, you know, they've released a lot of haphazard statements that didn't really say too much other than just saying that, you know, it's our policies when you click accept data is being sent over. They said that they're going to patch this and they're going to encrypt the plain text file. So the same information is going to be sent to Adobe, uh, which a lot of uh, you know people knew about this sort of in the past, but now that it's been brought to light, that's plain text that's non-encrypted. Uh, Adobe is looking to make it fixed. So uh, within the next few weeks, a new firmware update will be available for Adobe Digital Editions 4 and for the content server. So uh, hopefully this will be laid to rest. The Kindle $79 version is out now. And we have this actually in our lab. So we're going to be taking a look in the next few days on the basic kindle and in the past the basic kindle like the bottom of the barrel you had no never had a touch screen always had like d-pads and physical page turn buttons and now you can actually for the first time ever interact with the touch screen yes the 79 nine dollar kindle now has a touch screen and we're going to be checking out how does the screen compare to the previous generation model? And a lot of people are saying that this screen is more white and has more clarity in terms of reading than the, the, actually the Kindle paper white. So we're going to be comparing all this head to head. There's a lot of speculation. Few people have actually wrote really great review articles on this new model so we live in canada and of course we can't really order this in canada so we had to pre-order it from the states i know that we're probably about a week late but it's actually been at the border for a good six days before they actually released it so that's one of the prices we have to pay by being a review site that lives in canada where we don't really have access to a lot of these products because they're mainly just sold in the u.s Speaking of challenging, flight attendants and their union are challenging e-readers on airplanes. The the FAA relaxed restrictions on airplanes last November that allowed passengers to use e-readers, smartphones, and tablets on all phases of travel. Uh, This has been a boon to readers who simply want to immerse themselves in a great book. Maybe they don't deal with turbulence that well. They want to listen to music during takeoff. And... So far, thirty-one air major, thirty-one airlines all over the U.S. have adopted the use of electronics, and they actually account for ninety-five percent of all commercial traffic. So, what is the problem? Well you know basically the flight crew is saying that because everyone is immersed on, they're talking on their phones they're looking at playing games on their tablet they're listening to music they're reading books they're not paying attention to safety drills anymore and i think that that's really what it comes down to it is that people are just ignoring them now whereas before the stewardesses and the flight attendants they had your unbridled attention when the captain came on and welcomed you to the flight or maybe give status updates during the course of the flight if you're using the in entertainment system that's on most flights in the back of your seat or there's you're listening to the earphones that you have to pay a few dollars for the captain's announcements sort of override that now with everyone having their own uh, gadgets and, and, and interactive gizmos gate to gate, people aren't really listening anymore. And I think that's really, really comes down to it. Uh, the judges overseeing the lawsuit are not going to countermine the relaxed restrictions. They said in a statement, Airlines have always had the discretion on how to handle this. And It comes down to if airlines don't want to opt into it, they don't need to do it. Um, So, this is the situation as it stands. Uh, One last bit of news I really want to tell you guys about is Kindle Scout. Uh, Amazon is no stranger to launching various initiatives uh being able to read ebooks for example uh, a few weeks before they actually hit the retail channels they give it a lot of benefits to prime members uh including early access to deals um so what exactly is kindle scout it's a reader power it's reader pow- power publishing for new, never-seen-before-published books. It's a place where readers help decide if a book receives a publishing contract. Selected books will be published by Kindle Press and receive a five-year uh, renewable terms, a $1,500 advance, and 50% percent ebook royalty rates. It's a crowdsourced publishing system where i could release a book that's maybe not quite done but i put it in my author bio i have a picture of myself i have a synapse of the book as well as a compelling little headline on what the book's about people could read the first few uh, chapters of the book and decide if they want to fund me think of it as amazon kickstarter for ebooks i think it's a cool novelty and this might work i think that this has a lot more potential than the last system that they're sort of testing in beta right now where it's sort of authors soliciting feedback from people where they're saying you know listen i need help with the post you know i i need a specialist who's maybe good at krav maga Uh, my book has you know somebody who's a martial arts prodigy and school me a bit in krav maga what it's all about and if someone helps me out with Crowd i can reference them as a you know someone who helped me with the book and they get actually listed into the official credits um i think this system has a lot more potential because um it's exclusive if you submit a book to amazon and they actually award you a contract that you can't publish this book anywhere else so if you get a million dollar offer from random house uh you can't do it because you actually sign an agreement with amazon not only are they giving you a 1500 hundred dollar advance uh to keep it off rival platforms but they're also planning on lending the assist um, in marketing efforts so uh, you can think of it as amazon's going to be able to give priority placement on books that actually get funded and i like the idea that just because you have a book written does not guarantee that you're actually going to get listed amazon um there's people attached to this project internally in amazon that are actually vetting Books. So, if you maybe wrote a book that's maybe kind of controversial, or maybe it's poorly formatted, uh, or anything like that, you, they, you're gonna get within 30 days the yay or nay. And they say it usually takes about a week, but you're generally maybe about 30 days because it's a new project. They're gonna get a lot of submissions. Um, it's, it's neat. Uh, you can check out goodyreader.com and check out the story on our main page about Amazon wants you to decide what ebooks get published with Kindle Scout. Uh, it's a novel campaign. Very cool. So, you've been listening to a short edition of the Goody Reader Radio Show. My name is Michael. You're not up to date on the latest happenings over the course of this last week uh, in the e reader and eBook book space. Uh, we do the shows periodically. I'm going to try to do them a little bit more often. Everybody, take care.